0: Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. I want to ask Hal uh, 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 an opinion that I know he's going to give a pretty good answer to, that And that is that we want to talk a little bit in this episode about what it is that's critical, uh, in in a sense, about finishing well or to finishing well. Maybe all of the above. It's it's a critical aspect of getting there, and it's a critical aspect of uh, engaging in it, and uh, enacting it, and using it. And that is uh, talking about critical help, critical being. Important, critical help from others. I uh, The argument would be here, we need others in our lives. We need them for so many reasons, but especially in times of uh, difficulty, in times of stress, in times of uh, crises, uh, as well as in times of joy, to really know what life is all about. And so we want to talk a little further, a little deeper today about the value of other folks when we when we want to get through important aspects of our lives. If you look at our life, if you look at your if you look at your life as a um, a line, a continuum, uh, most I think of you out there would agree it is not a straight line. It's a line that, that uh, oscillates up and down based on what is going on in our lives. And uh, we hope, we, we pray, we hope, and we, we fully uh, want uh, all of us together to have that uh, oscillating thing be above the middle, be above the straight line most of the time. But sometimes it dips down below. And we have to deal with that as a part of our life as well. So what we're wanting to talk about today is how important it is, how critical it is to involve others in our lives to help us through some of the most uh, trying times and difficult times and to help, so to speak, uh, share the joy of some of our most wonderful times. So today let's talk a little bit about that how you have, have have emphasized this point uh, with me many years ago and many and through the years. You've talked about it uh, so much. you in fact, one of the one of the uh, big messages uh, that we can get from various passages in the Bible, uh, but let's just talk about I'll just say Romans, uh, gives great, in my book, evidence of this, is how important it is to have others in your life to understand what you're all about. And so how you have made that point over and over again, and I just really appreciate that. It's, it's rubbed off on me, but it's, it just fits with my ideas now as well.
1: The, the only thing I'd really add there, Randy, no man is an island. We all develop because of relationships with others around us. Just talk about your own personal development as a child growing up. I mean, we all are reacting to people. They're influencing us at any level, our careers, our jobs, our college, our school, whatever it is, our church. And I might add, you know, Jesus came to bind us to himself and to each other. So we are all relational. I love the the phrase in Jude, verse 20, building yourselves up. Together in your most holy faith. I just think about our faith walk. You know, I'm 73. Uh, What has God used in my life to develop my faith? I mean, it's other people. So we go through life, we're zigzagging around. Some things are joyful, some things are incredibly hard. And I think the point is how does God want to use others to help us grow in our faith and our understanding of where we're at in our race, our walk with Him? our marriages, our families, and it all happens with others. And, you know, I think the, one of the points that you have made, uh, it's challenging to do that. I mean, our life has its challenges. And every time a challenge comes, we need to listen to others. And as we talk, we need to listen to ourselves and what we're wrestling with. Talk a, bit, talk a little bit about that.
0: We, we don't talk about this topic. To do anything but encourage—that's all we want to do, and we, our goal is not to sadden anybody, or depress anybody, or to make them uh, feel, "Gee, I missed out." These guys are talking about having tons of friends, and you know what—I don't have any. <laughs> and I guess I'm—I want to encourage you. If you, if there's anybody out there that has a feeling that. I really don't have any good friends, we're going to just encourage you uh, to, to open your mind and give it another shot, you know, and do what you can do to open the door to building a relationship with somebody else or with others, because it's so critical, so critical to your well-being as you grow older to have a friend or more. Have several, and it, and so we're just going to ask you, uh, not not in any way that suggests that it makes you a you know a, a competitive better than somebody else to have more friends, but in a way that says it makes you more whole, it makes you uh, happier, it makes you easier makes it easier for you to discern what it is that you're feeling and what it is that you want out of life. Um, and and that's, that's where I'm going with this, Hal, is it's not about us saying that uh, you can pat yourself on the back and give yourself medals and everything if you win new friends. That's not it at all. It's more about the value you have in having someone close to you that understands, who understands what you're talking about, who can empathize with you and who can listen to you and who can help you when you need guidance. And the Lord honors that kind of discussion. That's my point.
1: Uh, You have a point here. Finishing well is not about isolating or holding up yourself in your own lab trying to figure out solutions on your road, uh, whatever life brings, and life can bring some hard things. I mean, really hard things. I officiated a funeral a week and a half ago of uh, of a woman, and now this uh, widower is left. I mean, trying to figure out everything going on, but finishing well. And this journey advocates praying with, sharing with others, listening and trusting. And how does this gentleman, this new widower, develop a sense of uh, going through grief? I mean, you've been working on this in your own life, just the grief in your own family that you've just experienced. I mean, and you listen to others and you value them and talk about that and what that means
0: for you in that process. Um, so, as I mentioned, how that, that, uh, that line of life uh, kind of undulates. Is that the word? Undulates? Something like that. Let me just say it bounces up and down. Uh, And um, the line can, uh, so as it's marching along, when it jumps up, it's great. It's great joy for us, great joy for you, great joy for your family. When it bounces down, it can be debilitating. And depending on how far down it goes, it can be kind of like lightning striking, and uh, and you're a zombie for a while. And so I will just say that in my life, uh, in our family, we have been in a state of uh, great uh, distress uh, and, and great uh, challenge. Uh, in terms of staying, mentally adjusted to life and there's no way, no way any of us in our family could have uh, kept going in recent months without the Lord. Uh, it, we're just I'm just so grateful that we have the Lord to to uh, rely on but also how there are other aspects that we need to keep in mind and that is that the Lord works, Wonders through others. Wonders Uh, praying and listening to the Lord's message to us, opening our heart to that is one critical component of that, and it's very important. And uh, you you know you you pray and you pray and you pray, and it you have to be a little patient with the timing on things. Because it doesn't always—you don't always get that answer—but you you can see if you're if you're truly open-minded and open-hearted about it, you can see uh, little little um, maybe little indications here and there of what the Lord is wanting to do with you, and what the Lord wants to do with with your family. So, I think it's important to keep your heart fertile and open to listening to the Lord. But I guess where I'm going more with this today, Hal, is that one of the ways the Lord can do wonders for us is to help us with our friends listening and giving input to us, fortifying us, um, encouraging us, uh, just simply grieving with us. And if I don't have... That ability to have someone like that, it it, it just it makes it so much more difficult for me to, to press forward, to press on how. That's all I'm saying. I want to do it, but it makes it difficult. If I have friends out there that I can bring into the picture uh, when things change and go down below that line, maybe a, a deep dip. Uh, It really does help me get perspective, help me gain uh, a new idea or two here or there about what I might want to think about. And I'm including in that pastor, pastors, as well as good friends. Uh, And hopefully you have a pastor that is a good friend. Uh, But I'm also including counselors. If you, you know, if If you can find a way to use a counselor and uh, talk to one and and get some input, that can be a value. So in our life, Hal, uh, Julie and me, we have had uh, such wonderful input from friends that has helped carry us. We have had wonderful input from pastors. It's helped carry us. We have had input from counselors uh, that has helped carry us. And it is, with that, that we rise from the depths of that dip back up to even keel on the line. But it takes a lot to do that and a lot of friends and ongoing help from friends.
1: So I like one of your thoughts here. So bring others into your life when things seem to be going off the rails. You know, when hardships come, and they will come for all of us, Event, uh, you know, sooner or later. And that's one of the, the, you might say, the downsides of aging, because the longer we live, the more we're exposed to the tragedies of life. And, you know, ultimately we're looking at our own death, our own demise. But on this pilgrimage, you know, we're going through a lot of challenging things. And I think what you're saying is God wants to use others in our lives to help us understand his thoughts and his ways. You know, in our aging process and the challenges that come, and how to get through the griefs and sorrows that we share. And others can be with us and help us in that process. And we, in turn, can listen to ourselves and the thoughts that are running through our minds, uh, the challenges we have, and in our verbalization of those with friends who are there to listen and receive in their encouragement. Something happens in our spiritual lives. And we sense God working in us it may be very difficult. It may be very hard, but in the process of living life, God is there and he is bringing light in a slow way into our lives through others and what he's doing through his spirit in our lives. Does that sound like a good summary?
0: So true. It does. How um, I think it here's uh, the thought that has come to me during this uh, period that uh, I read somewhere. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm missing the uh, reference, and I'll give it later if we if we can come up with it. But the reference is this: that it's really hard to process and move forward through grief uh, without being able to speak it, without being able to talk about it, without being able to verbalize it. As you you just said, if I can verbalize it. I can understand better what it is that is in my heart. And if I can understand it better, I can give it up. I can give it up to the Lord. I can give it up to my friend. I can talk about it. And the friend can comment and help me uh, if it's nothing more than saying, I understand. If it's nothing more than saying, uh, I'll pray for you. Uh, we're we're not saying get friends that are your answer people that have all the answers. We're saying just get friends who uh, care and who maybe have something in their background that allows them to relate to you. And those friends will understand how to respond. And sometimes the best response is just listening to you talk, And then having you reflect on what you just said, because that allows you, as crazy as it might sound to some out there, it allows you to process what it is that is bothering you, what it is that is is holding you up, what it is that is a sticking point for you. And with the help of a friend and a listener, you can get at those things which you could not do on your own in your head. When you're in your head, meaning when all you're doing is saying, I can solve this by sitting in my chair and thinking and contemplating and reflecting and then thinking some more and then reflecting some more all by myself. Well, I'll pray about it. Yeah, but I can do it myself. You're not going to get to first base with that. You're going to get stuck. That's where I'm at with it. And I think, if you can give it up, meaning give it up to the Lord, but give it up to friends, you'll make progress. It'll be hard. It's not saying it makes it easy, but you can move forward. A couple of
1: thoughts as we begin to wind up this discussion. Uh, I think of a couple of scripture verses and then a story that I want you to comment on. Uh, Proverbs 24.10, if you're slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. How do you prepare for hard things in life? I think it, it you prepare by living well. You develop friendships. It makes a huge difference in your life. And if you have good friendships, people with whom you process life, it makes a huge difference when you get to these uh, hard seasons in life. I think of the proverb, a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for adversity, You know, a brother can listen to you, they can speak into your life, or they can be silent and just listen to you verbalize. But those are two important things, you know, a friend and a brother who will help you or a sister. Uh, The illustration I have in mind, you and I were talking earlier, uh, Tony Evans, the the pastor here in Dallas, from Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, Uh, he's gone through a series of losses in his life. You know, his own wife, Lois, died um, some months ago or last year, I guess it was. But he's lost other people in his life. And you 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 recalled a video in which he was uh, being asked by his son, Dad, how do you persevere in hardship? And Tony's answer to him was, I believe what I preach. You know, I preach that God is in charge of my life and I can submit to him. And when I go through these difficult times, I can trust myself to a God who has purpose and meaning, as hard as it may sound, in all of these things. So, you know, we, we these are opportunities to practice what we preach. Do we really believe what we believe? Yes. How would you comment? And let's summarize this discussion. Uh, in this way, talking about faith, how would you say that
0: as uh, so my son uh, spoke uh, at my granddaughter's funeral or m- memorial, and he he was uh he impressed me with the, the point he made, which is i uh, i'm here uh, I couldn't do this without the lord couldn't do it and I think that's how I feel, Hal. And if I'm just so grateful for the Lord helping us uh even in this tough time of uh of grieving and uh, uh trying to search our way, stumbling, fumbling, bumbling maybe a little bit here and there but find our way through it. And uh so everyone has to come to his or her own answer, I think, about how to get through tough times, but I think there are some guidelines that I would stress, and we've talked about them today, and you mentioned them again, and that is that if we can, we have to start prepping ourselves, if that's the right word, fortifying ourselves, uh, maybe even just being a little prudent about it, In understanding that we will be able to handle those really tough dips in our lives much better if we can have relationships with others that we just really count on or that we feel comfortable with, that we put our trust in, if, if we can start working on those ahead of time and building up maybe uh, one or two or as many as you feel comfortable with out there, uh, those make the difference for you when times of great need and distress happen. Please don't hear me saying, please uh, understand that I am not saying that family isn't critical to this as well. Family is, but I'm also just suggesting that others means family and friends. Um, our pastors, you know, name a category, someone else you can talk with candidly and in all openness about how you're feeling. That's the issue, and that's the critical aspect of it, and that's the way the Lord will work in your life.
1: Well, I can't summarize it any better, Randy. God is our advocate. He is our paraclete. He is the one who comes beside us, and helps us, and he uses other people in that journey. And I pray that each one of us would stay uh, carefully attuned to the value of relationships in our own life, and that we would never get to a place where we think we can figure it out on our own. And life has a way of making us dependent, not only dependent on Jesus, but dependent on his spirit, dependent on those he's placed around us. Uh, to travel this road. Uh, it's really a gift to be able to have good friends. And I appreciate you, Randy. And uh, may we may God use us to encourage others in the midst of uh, hardships and our journey in life uh, to keep pressing on, just like you began with Hebrews 12. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And let's build each other up in our most holy faith, jude verse 20 so thanks randy for stimulating us in this discussion today and let's pray for those we meet and for those out there in our listening land and we'll be grateful if god uses us to encourage you in some way god bless you
0: Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.